morning. Good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm AWOD. This is the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105 1 FM here on a Wednesday, December 13th. We've got a lot to get to on the show today. We will catch up with Bill Roth for the Cowan Gates Hokies update at 1.30. Talk a little Wizards and Caps at 2 p.m. And then at 12.30, of course, every Wednesday radio. It's a Wizards Wednesday. We'll go around the NBA with Dave Johnson, the radio voice of the Washington Wizards, here on 910 The Fan, Richmond's home for the Wiz, the Caps, the Nats, the Squirrels, Virginia Tech football, VCU basketball, and more. And here this morning, I'm already feeling myself turning into the sports Grinch once again. I can feel it. The Grinch is coming out of me. What am I upset about today? Monumental. Glenn Youngkin announced the deal with Ted Leonsis to move the Washington Capitals and the Washington Wizards to Virginia. A whiz. Just sounds weird. Renderings showed a 20,000-seat arena, practice facilities for the Wizards and Capitals, expanded esports facilities, like we need more esports in this damn country, a performing arts venue, a fan plaza, and more in Virginia. In Virginia! How am I feeling this morning? I'm feeling like Ted Leonsis is single-handedly trying to ruin all my childhood memories. I'm a D.C. sports fan, diehard. I am a kid from Northern Virginia, and I feel very strongly that city sports should be played in the city, even though I'm from Northern Virginia. Growing up, I went to Wizards games. I went to Capitals games. I went to Washington Redskins games when they were at RFK. I've been to all the sports facilities in D.C. The way it should be is when your professional sports team in D.C. needs to play in D.C. Never liked going to Landover for a FedEx game to see the Skins play. Never liked that. I don't understand how anybody would feel otherwise today. I think a lot of people that are D.C. sports fans are feeling like the sports Grinch today because wants an expensive night out in Northern Virginia. Nobody wants to spend their hard-earned cash on a night out in Nova. That's what you go to D.C. for, for a night of fun. Nobody wants to go to Alexandria for a sporting event. Alexandria, I'm sorry, Dad. Alexandria is for old people. It's called Old Town. That's why my old man lives in Alexandria. It's not part of D.C. It's not the 1800s anymore. This whole thing is so frustrating. And I really believe that this is a money grab from a billionaire. This doesn't help the common folk at all. And the worst part about it is, D.C. did not... I believe D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser has a lot to do with this. And she can be blamed as well. You know why? D.C. has gone to hell. The crime is up. The carjackings are at an all-time high. Didn't help that our starting running back was carjacked, robbed, and shot in the nation's capital last season. Sports franchises around the country moving away from the city, just like city folk are moving away from the city because the city has been destroyed by crime and poverty, and there's not enough money to fix it, and it's depressing. It's depressing. The news came out earlier this morning, the owner of the Washington Wizards and the Capitals, Ted Leonsis, has reached a non-binding arrangement that would move the team 
from downtown D.C. to a new arena in Northern Virginia as soon as 2028. With Glenn Youngkin, the governor, saying, quote, Virginia will not only be the best place to watch hockey, to watch basketball, but it will be the best place to innovate and press the envelope in what we can do together. What's so upsetting to me is that the city of D.C. will get worse. This is going to destroy it without the economic support of, oh, 170 to 180 nights a year when the Wizards or the Caps play. I mean, think about this for a second. Even when those teams suck, still fill up half the arena. Everyone goes out for a before the game or a drink after the game. That's great for the city. And I would understand the move to Northern Virginia if Capital One Arena was run down and broken. But it's not. I've been recently. It's in relatively good shape. The whole thing is frustrating. And it's turning me into the sports grants once again. You ask, how does this affect Richmonders? It's hard to tell. I don't think it's going to stop the Caps and Wizards fans in Richmond who go to one to five games every year. It's not going to stop people from driving up I-95, going to a game. think it will be a lot more of a hassle. Let me tell you, as a kid from Northern Virginia, Nova traffic is the worst. It takes you 30 minutes to go three miles sometimes. So I can't imagine it being easy to getting in or out of Alexandria. And Ted Leonsis today, old Ted Leonsis, with his press conference, was promoting a brand new metro line. It's 2023. It's December 13th. I'm Adam Epstein. I'll admit, I hate taking the metro. I don't want to do that to go to a sporting event. It's located next to an airport. Big whoop. I've never gotten off an airplane and said, oh, let me go straight to the game. The area where they held the announcement today looks terrible. It doesn't look like a good area for sports. Oh, the renderings look great. How many times have renderings actually looked like what they were meant to be when they end up being built? Almost never. And I also have a big problem with Ted Leonsis comparing his Alexandria dream of an arena and keeping Capital One to host the Mystics and concerts and other sporting events. He compared that to New York with Madison Square Garden right in the city and the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. I hate that comparison because that's the problem. D.C. is not New York. Never has been. It never will be. New York is the mecca for basketball. D.C. is a football town. It's a football town. What's more important than the Wizards and the Caps combined? Where the new home for the Washington Redskins will be. But I'll tell you this. The Wiz and Caps leaving does not help their popularity at all. Nobody's going to be dying to be a Wizards fan because they play in Northern Virginia. It's stupid. There was a 50-minute press conference today with the governor, the senator, Alexandria City Council, Ted Leonsis, all on stage as Monumental reached the framework of an agreement to move the Caps and the Wizards to Virginia. Ground would be broken in 2025. The arena will debut in 2028, and they claim to have an estimate impact of $12 billion on the state of Virginia and creating 30,000 jobs. The Washington Post writes the facility... In D.C., built in 1997, is one of the older arenas in the NHL and the NBA. And Leonsis has for years complained about the surrounding area and the city's lack of investment in the building. Now, I totally agree with that part. That's what's so frustrating. That area where Capital One is has not been the same since the pandemic. 
I was working in D.C. at the time. That area took a huge hit, a monumental hit, because of the amount of people that now work from home, that don't commute, and don't go inside the offices in D.C. How are Wiz fans feeling right now? Here's Wallace guy on Twitter. Love his takes. Michael Sykes, he says, The Wizards have been bad for my entire life, but damn, Gallery Place is an effing staple. Capital One, MCI Center, Verizon Center, whatever you want to call it. It was a huge part of my life. And to just see it get packed up like this is honestly devastating. And I feel the same way today. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. You're listening to the Sports Grinch on the fan. There's a lot of things in the sports world right now that are just pissing me off. I am the sports Grinch. Oh, oh, oh. I don't like staying up late to watch a sport that I already think is boring 90% of the time. What am I supposed to be excited about? The Wizards suck. The Nationals suck. Because nobody wants to play anymore. They all just want a payday. They all just want a big bag of money to sit on their ass and do nothing. It's the sports Grinch on the fans. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. That's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. We like to make this the most interactive radio show possible. You can always tweet us throughout the show at AWOD Radio or at 910 The Fan if it's a good tweet. We will read it on air as throughout the show today we will be reacting to the news that the Washington Wizards and the Washington Capitals will be playing in Virginia what looks like to be 2028. And uh, I told you I'm turning into a sports Grinch once again with this news by Ted Leonsis. And, you know, I saw a few people talking about it on social media. Well, how does this help Richmond? How does this affect Richmond, you know, Ted Leonsis mentioned Richmond several times in his press conference there, but he has no plans to bring the Wizards of the Capitals to Richmond for training camp. So it was just an empty promise, if you ask me. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is Michael Phillips. What's going on, MP? I can answer this question, eh? What? I'm prepared to answer this question. Yeah. Go ahead. Did- this helps Richmonders spend more money with Ted Leonsis, Inc. Uh, <laughs> because when you go to D.C., sometimes if you stay at a hotel overnight, you, you, you give money to the hotel, and sometimes you go to a restaurant eat before the game, and that money goes to a restaurant owner. Well, at Ted Leonsis's world-class entertainment venue, the hotel is owned by Ted Leonsis, and the restaurant is owned by Ted Leonsis, thus helping you support Ted Leonsis, Inc. Michael Phillips, do you believe that Ted Leonsis is now the new Dan Snyder? Well, I I think the next four years are telling, right? Because, you know, there's a big split. I'm a Capitals guy. Um, I I ride with the Caps. I'm a big hockey fan. Um, And so, in my mind, they they lifted a cup, right? And and if Dan Snyder had won a Super Bowl, he'd still be the owner of the Redskins. Um, and, And they'd still be called the Redskins. Um, and, and so I remember them lifting a cup. Now, if you're a Wizards fan, if you go harder for the Wizards, yes, Ted Leonsis is a terrible owner, and, and, and there's nothing to speak of. So you've got the Caps about to enter a rebuild. The Wizards are in a rebuild. If he can't bring either of them out of that tailspin, I think you're absolutely entering Dan Snyder territory. 
I understand what you're saying about the Caps, and I will always have fond memories from covering that run where they won all those games on the road, then they won in Vegas, and everyone's celebrating outside of Capital One Arena. It was a great time for D.C. It was a great time for D.C. sports fans. But I will always argue that one championship in 25 years with arguably the greatest player to play the sport in the history of the NHL is not good enough. And Ted Leonsis didn't want to open up his fat wallet and his paycheck for the coach that won them that championship, and they let him walk. The, the Barry Trotz situation was handled as poorly as you can humanly po- possibly handle a situation. I will say this, though. If we're doing Dan Snyder rankings, I don't uh, – Ted Leonsis apparently thinks that Richmond, Delaware, all counts as one sporting area. Right. <laughs> so, so under the Leonsis map, I understand why he wants to draw it this way. I think Peter Angelos is the undisputed new Dan Snyder. I mean, that, that dude is terrible. Um, I think the learners, if they hang around, are going to be competitive. Uh, the, the learners are notoriously cheap, and they're not investing into that team. They lucked into a World Series that certainly changed how we all think of them. Um, it's, it's an important five years for D.C. sports. We've got to put on our hard hat and go to work here. Yeah, no, it's a bit. It's a big part of this. I mean, who wants to watch Jordan Poole go brick shots in Alexandria? Um, what do you think of the area that they're planning on designing the new stadiums? That sounds like a G League thing, right? Jordan Poole bricking shots in Alexandria. Like just just call them the go go and go with it. Um, by the way, uh, they're talking about moving the Mystics to Capital One now, which is interesting because they just had that nice building built in Alexandria. Ted Leonsis had the big show about, hey, we're so committed to. To, you know, Anacostia and that neighborhood. I think it's Alexandria before Anacostia. Um, and now they're essentially abandoning that. You know, the only th- other thing that's held is the CAA tournament so far. So there, there's definitely ripple effects on down the line here. Um, I, to me, as a Richmonder, uh, I'm going to score it as no difference. Um, I love d- driving to D.C. for games. I think everybody knows that. Um, you know, I, I, I drive up to, to Capital One. I drive to this area. It's kind of all about the same. They're both on the metro. They're both you know, semi-accessible by Amtrak. I, I don't score it as a major difference for me as, as a Richmonder coming up to the game. See, the way I look at it, though, it might be a fancy arena, and it might not be the worst traffic to get there, but there will be no nostalgia. There will be no history. You know, and, and that's what's driving me crazy is I have so many memories as a kid going to MCI Center, Verizon Center, Capital One Arena, hanging around Chinatown, going out to get, uh, you know, drinks and food around that area. There's going to be no history in this new area, and we're going to have to make our own history with two mediocre teams. You know, I, I'll just make a broad statement here. Downtowns are awesome. Like, downtowns are fun places to hang out, and when they're done right, like, they're cool. And you nailed it, right? Like, there, there's not going to be, when you leave the new arena, people aren't going to be, like, the guys who play the drums on the old water bottles. Like, you know, like, yeah. that, that's, like there's not going to be that vibe of, like, there is energy and the things are happening here tonight. It, it's going to feel much more like, hey, we went to the Suburban Arena, watched a game, you know, ate our chicken fingers and went home. I, it, downtowns are just really cool, um, yeah. and, and you can't replicate that. And, Michael, there's another part to this, and that is that Mariel Bowser, the mayor in D.C., dropped the ball, and Glenn Youngkin picked it up and went right down the court as he knows how to play basketball and dunked it in there because D.C. has gone to hell since the pandemic, right? I was working in there during COVID, and as soon as everybody started working from home, all the businesses started closing. And so, you know, there's two sides to this because economically it does make sense for Ted Leonsis, 
He, what does he owe DC, right? I mean, uh, they gave him nothing. They offered $500 million when he asked for 600 So part of this is like, oh, I can't just get totally mad at Ted Leonsis. I got to look at DC and the politicians. Yeah, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to score this an incomplete for Mariel Bowser because she could still land the commanders, and obviously that would, that would change this discussion here, right? Because if you talk about, you know, it, it's, it's a finite amount of money, as you, as you noted. You know, business is down, tax receipts are down. If you're going to need a billion to lure the commanders, and, and I don't think that's out of the question here, um, it, it's pretty hard to justify saddling D.C. with, the Nats parked up for another 15 years, 600 for Ted, a billion for the commanders. I mean, that, that all adds up really quickly. Now, if Maryland gets the commanders, you're correct. We're in a free-fall situation here. So, it, so in a lot of ways, I think the pressure is really on her now in a big-time way to land the commanders and get them back to RFK. What did you make of Ted Leonsis comparing D.C. and his plan in Alexandria to New York with the Barclay Center and MSG? Well, I think Ted Leonsis is full of it, and he should go find a good good basketball team. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like, oh, you know, yeah, this is going to be the mecca of the sporting world. No, it's not. It's going to be a suburban arena where you play your 41 games a year. Like, this isn't going to become anything. And by the way, maybe Barclays Center is the right comparable because no, Barclays Center isn't iconic, right? Like, you'd rather play at the Garden than Barclays Center, right? right. If, if you if you want to play a big basketball game, you want to go to the Garden. You want to go to Manhattan and, and, and play – you know, in the center of the basketball world instead of, you know, going out to the Barclays Center in the suburbs, you know, next to a Honda dealership. I, I, I think, I, I don't know, as I think about it, maybe that is the correct comparison. No, you're right. And here's the number one thing that you write about is that this becomes a way smaller story if D.C. gets the commanders, right? I mean, that is the number one thing. And I'm sure uh, people will be asked about that as at Ashburn today as you're headed there right now. Yeah, and, and Governor Glenn Youngkin was asked about it at the unveiling today. He took an answer that he gave an answer that I read between the lines on and thought, oh, this this guy's out of the running. He's not in it. Um, he's, you know, yes, people talk about the commanders. Yes, they're important. Yes, we like having their, their Ashburn headquarters. But I have to do what's best for the state. And this was in front of me, and this was what was best for the state. Um, it, it, it was it was a very, it wasn't an aggressive. I'm chasing the commanders, which which has been an answer in the past. So I'll be curious if there's movement on that pretty quickly. Um, you know, once the season ends, Josh Harris is going to get his people in there. He's, he's going to be, you know, overhauling that organization and, and moving full steam ahead on his stadium. It is certainly fascinating that all the years lined up like this, right, that the Capital One, the lease ends in 27, FedEx, the lease ends in 27, or at the 15-year mark in Nats Park, so that they want their renovations. Certainly fascinating how we're having all these discussions at the same time. Michael, great stuff as always, man. I appreciate it. All right, take care, dude. Yep, that's MP on the mic. You can check him out tomorrow from 10 to 12 noon. Always available on the free Odyssey app. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. We'll run around local sports in Richmond, Virginia with Lane Casadante at 2.30. Talk a little NFL with our buddy Nick Ashew from BetMGM tonight at 2 p.m. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. Or you can always tweet us your thoughts. If it's a good tweet, we'll read it on air at 910 Fan at AWOD Radio. 
But joining us right now, as he does every Wednesday for a Wizards Wednesday at 1230, it's the radio play-by-play voice of the Washington Wizards, Dave Johnson. What's going on, Dave? Uh, well, it's it's a little uh, busy up here in Washington, D.C. As, uh, as, as you know, there was an announcement this morning with the governor of Virginia and the chairman of the Wizards and, and Capitals Money Metal Sports and Entertainment about the uh, prospect, uh, the teams uh, and being part of a new arena and part of the entertainment you know, complex in, in Alexandria, Virginia. So it, it's uh, we have a basketball game tonight, and there's there's going to be focus on that. But uh, yeah, there's it, a lot of buzz up here about uh, what's been uh, what's been going on about the future yeah. of the Washington. Capitals. And and it's been a big conversation down here in Richmond as well. We opened the show with it. And I want to get your perspective on what some people have said is that the area around Capital One Arena right now is not what it used to be. A lot of that is because of the pandemic. Can you give us your perspective on the area around Capital One? Yeah, I you know, I think, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, uh, the same could probably be said about uh, a lot of major metropolitan uh, cities, which, which you know, they're, they're they're struggling to come back after the pandemic, and I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, and especially in D.C. I think D.C. I, I thought I, I saw one stat where uh, you know office workers were one of the latest to, in D.C. latest to return to work. In other words, so much of a of a inner city's economy or, or downtown economy, you know, is uh, is is related to people that are working. And commuting downtown, and and you know, I, I, I talk to dry cleaners, or, or just you think of all these small, and these are small businesses that are impacted. Um, well, if they don't have, you know, people going to work, and they're not getting their clothes dry cleaned. Uh, you know, restaurants that used to be packed at lunch aren't packed, and in some cases, you know, had to close. So that's not that's just not a DC thing. But I, I, I think. Uh, you know, uh, certainly I know with with uh, Money Metal Sports Entertainment, we've we've created a place called District E, which will uh, is an esports uh, entertainment complex uh, that that helped to uh, take over some of the space that, quite frankly, was vacated by empty businesses. So, um, and this will continue uh, in downtown. I mean, Capital One Arena is not, regardless of what happens, and everything is just you know on the table right now. No, nothing's been finalized. Um, but it, you know, it, it's, it's been a tough time. There's no way around it for, for cities like Washington, DC. And, and, uh, you know, I'm not privy to Richmond if it's, if it's the same way, but I know in DC, I just know from stats that I heard, and this affected everything, including the business we're in right now talking on radio, uh, because commuters were slow, slower to return in DC than let's say Baltimore or other cities the ad market for radio was slower to return. So um, the pandemic has <laughs> just just had such a knock-on effect that we're, even though we're not wearing masks, if, if we choose not to anymore, we don't have to, uh, but we're still feeling the effects of, of what we went through a few years ago. If you're just joining us right now, Dave Johnson, radio voice of the Washington Wizards, with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, as earlier today, Monumental Sports announced it intends to move the Wizards and Capitals to Alexandria and create an entertainment district. Um, Dave, when when Ted Leonsis was on stage during his press conference today, several times he mentioned that uh, monumental sports stretches from Richmond to Delaware. So I have to ask, I have to ask you: Are there any plans to send the Wizards or the Capitals to Richmond anytime soon for training camp or any special events? Well, that's that's a good question. Uh... Uh, you know, as we know, for a long time, we were in Richmond for, for training camp. 
And really the only reason that that changed, and, and as you probably know, maybe your listeners you know, don't know, NBA preseasons or training camps used to be longer, uh, where we would have eight preseason games. So uh, you would have this basically month-long period, and they reduced that because, you know, in all professional sports now, we, we live in a world where, you know, these athletes, training camps once upon a time <laughs> were for, you know, athletes who would, you know, work second jobs in the summer, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, so they could finally get in shape for the season. Well, now these guys are, you know, working out 12 months a year. They have personal trainers, they, you know, on down the line. And, and, you know, it's, it's almost become, it's not official training camp, but while we start basically at the end of September, our training camp now, everybody comes back to DC in September. So then they're, they're, they're unofficially playing with each other for a month. Um, and then we only play four preseason games. But uh, we had some great fun in Richmond. In fact, we played a, a preseason game down there at the, the Seagull Center, and the, C, the VCU facilities were just – the people were so wonderful. And, and, and what a you know, great, great city in terms of the restaurants and, and uh, you know, uh, and what a beer town Richmond's <laughs> become. I mean, you've got the, the breweries all over the place that, 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 uh, that, that you're going to have fun at. So it would be great to get down to Richmond. But, uh, you know, I don't know of any – Again, everything's just in the early stages. But, you know, we have listeners from Richmond. We have season ticket holders from Richmond. Uh, the neat thing about it is um, it, it, it's not – when you think about it, the, the nearest NHL and NBA teams really are Philadelphia to the north. So we do have fans from central Pennsylvania. I have a big listener every night in, in Gettysburg, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh uh, you know, you know, on down to Fredericksburg, et cetera. People commute uh, to both cities. We have, I know people that do the reverse commute. They get on a, a train in DC and go down to Richmond for work. So um, it, it is, it, it is a unique region. Um, and we do, and that's why we're so blessed to have this relationship uh, with your station since, since 2004, uh, my friend, Michael Clifford and I uh, mm-hmm. first started that way back when. So, um, it, it's because, uh, you know, uh, yes, we're, we're, we're different cities, but we're all part of one big uh, family. Dave Johnson with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Whether you're a fan of the Wizards and Capitals moving to Alexandria or not, we can all agree that we hope the teams are competing and contending for a title by then, and a big part of that for the Washington Wizards is going to be the development of Bilal Koulibaly. Uh, Dave, talk a little bit about what you've seen from him and his development so far. Well, uh, you know, I'll just take the words of Giannis, who believes the sky is going to be the limit. Uh, you know, we there was a slam dunk in the way he elevated that uh, one of my co-commentators, Brian Alvin, said, you know, he almost reminds him of, you know, Clyde Drexler. Uh, <laughs> now, it's not to say he's going to be Clyde Drexler or whatever, yeah, he's 19 years old, but just the way he plays the game at 19 in an NBA situation, I think about just Monday nights, little things you notice. You know, he's, he's on the break, um, and, and sometimes rookies in, in, a, in a fast break situation, after they've come up with a steal, now they're driving up court, they're full of energy, and, you know, they end up with a charging foul because they just bowl into somebody uh, with all that, that youthful energy, for lack of a better way of saying it. But he just maneuvered and and slowed down at the right time, and 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 he ends up getting an N one because of that. As he drove down the lane, he stole it, drove, was dealing with two defenders, split the defenders, and he just does it. It it, it seems almost I dare to say it effortlessly, and 
his facial expression never changes. He um, he just has his emotions in check. I've, I've noticed that from day one. He can miss a shot, uh, or, or he can if he makes a mistake, he <laughs> more atones right away in some way. And you know he's he's got tools that you don't have to worry about teaching. He's got the athleticism, the length that helps him on on defense. Again, Giannis, I'll take his word for it. The, the sky's the limit, and this is. This is part of what, what you're talking about. We want to get to a point where we're, where we're contending. Well, you know, part of that in the NBA, the reality is, uh, like the Golden State Warriors or whoever, typically somebody's got to, your teams have to go through a, a bad patch because the way things are structured with the draft, um, you, you, you need to have some high draft picks. And, by the way, you need to get, you need to get your draft picks right. We're seeing that. I think you and I talked about this before with, with Orlando. Their story now is they're, they're rising. Uh, and, I mean, they just hit on every draft pick. So um, it's one thing to have high draft picks, uh, but it's another thing to get it right. And, and so that's why the, the rest of the season is going to be interesting, the, the development, nightly development. And also, again, we're not done, I, I don't believe, in, in trying to get assets, get more draft picks mm. than we already have because that's that's part of – building for the future. Dave Johnson, follow him on social media at Dave J Sports. Hear him call Wizards games right here on 910 The Fan, part of the radio party. Last thing I want to ask you about is the in-season tournament that ended this past weekend with LeBron James winning the trophy for the first ever NBA Cup. And I've said on my show, I think one way to improve it is to have the games played at like iconic college arenas, right? Like maybe have the Siegel Center host the Wizards for a game in the in-season tournament. The other thing I didn't like is that it ended so early. And you guys, and you are a soccer fan like myself, and you know the idea of the FA Cup goes throughout the entire season. I was shocked that the in-season tournament ended before Christmas when the NBA season really gets going. Yeah, you know, I think uh, the in-season tournament, this is something we talk about in a lot of ways, uh, well, not a lot of ways. I think it was a success. It did create more interest. You, you did see um, teams just like I expected. That when I, you know, as as uh, Tyrese Halliburton or somebody said, "Look, I've never hoisted a trophy, so if, it, if I get a chance to hoist a trophy, so." Uh, and it, it, I think about my bracket. We did fill out brackets. I think it's going to get popular in, in seasons to come. Fans will start to do it. My bracket was busted. I had the Bucks winning the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Instead, Indiana. The Lakers end up uh, going to it. I, I think, you know, to your point, though, they're, they're, what, what tweaks might work? Maybe we do play uh, an in-season tournament game, you know, in a different city. Uh, you know, why not consider that? Um, I, I think the, the, the special courts and the special jerseys were, were an important part of it because you needed to have, uh, again, as much as we're into knowing which games are the in-season tournament, you needed people to be able to turn on the TV or hear the the radio announcer hopefully describe it well and say, well, wait a minute, what is it? What, what's going on here? And, and mm-hmm. say, well, no, you're seeing that court because it's the end season tournament. So, um, I, you know, whether they extend it further into the season, um, I, you know, I don't know what the plans are. I mean, there was, there was talks that there need, you know, some people said, well, there needs to be more separation between um, the knockout round and, and, um, uh, you know, the final four, in other yeah. words. So, because that was in, in, in a city like Las Vegas, and then that gives, you know, Indiana, and, uh, it's no big deal for Lakers fans to go to Las Vegas. I think there's hourly flights there, but, you know, Indiana fans are fans from some other place to get to, to Las Vegas. So, 
the important thing was they they tried something and it did create some interest and now you know it's gonna it it, it, it the, the stats reflected in terms of viewership and and other things and and just you know just build on it it just it's it's unlike the the soccer situation it's it's tricky when when you're trying to get 82 games in period in a six month stretch and you're dealing with arenas and and uh, scheduling and trying to to map it out so uh, but i think they're open to to ways to tweak it and make it better i don't think uh we've had the first one it's there's not gonna be major tweaks but i think there there will be tweaks or adjustments because you don't know what you don't know until you actually play some games pelicans at wizards tonight you can hear it right here on the fan thanks a lot dave all right man look forward to it thank you you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 1051 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 1051 FM. Always available on the go on the free Odyssey app. Download it today and just search 910 The Fan to hear me. Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. And so I'm sitting here during the break and I'm thinking that was a lot of good information from Dave Johnson. And how will this potential monumental move for the Wizards and Capitals out of the district into Alexandria affect tourism in the nation's capital? I'm thinking, who should I contact about this? And uh, luckily enough, my father is an established D.C. tour guide, probably going on like 15 years now. Uh, of leaving, leading tours around the nation's capital, all the way up and down the East Coast. And so joining us right now on the Hadid, her, Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is my dad, Mike Epstein. What's going on, Dad? Um, <clears throat> good afternoon. I'm uh, a little shocked at the whole thing. Yeah. Give me give me your initial reaction. Uh, disappointed. Yeah. Because when I go to D.C. and I drop a lot of clients off, on 7th Street, there are some great restaurants all around there. But I know when I go to concerts and I go to Wizards game or occasional capitals, um, you know, it's it's just not the same. And since the pandemic, there are just a lot of street people and there's more crime. And I hate that. Uh, I'm really hoping things are going to get better. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the pandemic is kind of an excuse because Ted Leonsis was also quoted saying it was in 2019 that he started to grow frustrated with the area around the arena. Well, it, it has been. It's funny. Uh, parts of that area are really built up. They just had a big Christmas market that's still going on right next to it. But, um, yeah, I, you know, there's this d- different. Uh, the carjackings and stuff are real things. Yeah. And, and, and they, yeah, it's, it's, you know, they just arrested 12 kids, I think, and, I'm just hoping that people will get the the point that stop doing this crazy stuff. Yeah, and look, you've been in this area now for 40 years at least, and um, I'm sure that you feel the same way about this that I do, that the city sports should be played in the city. Yeah, I I really do. Uh, I mean, I grew up going to Madison Square Garden, and I know that they've built up a lot around that, that area. So uh, it's it's a shame. I, I just really hope that um, with the Mystics, I don't know, maybe they can add 100 concerts or this and that. But I would like them to um, to put the $500 million into a better arena 
and fix up the whole thing. But uh, I'll tell you, when you talked about the traffic, um, that route along Route 1, where they're talking Potomac Yards, about two and a half, three miles from D.C., it's going to be packed. Yeah. So it's going to really affect a lot of things. Uh, for me to go to D.C. now, I can get there in 10, 15 minutes. But if there's now going to be Wizards games and Capitals games, you know, it's going to it's going to be 45 minutes because there's going to be 20,000 people, you know, coming off the, the metros or driving and underground parking and everything else. It's I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, it's going to be a hassle. And, and you currently live in Old Town Alexandria. So paint a picture for us of what Potomac Yards is like currently. And do you see the potential there? Well, what they've been doing is um, Potomac Yards was getting a little run down and a lot of the businesses um, went bankrupt. But now they're putting in new condos all around. And if you go down uh, Route 1 to Old Town, which is four and a half, five miles from D.C., uh, you see 50 to 100 new condos and apartment buildings. So it's going to be more and more crowded. And they have the new metro stop right there. So that just opened, what, six months ago. So it's going to be crazy. I don't I don't think it's uh, going to be all uh, win, win, win. Right. It's I mean, can you see any positives of, you know, picturing in your mind? It's 2030. You're going to a Wizards game with me, you know, five minutes from your house. And there's a lot to do before and after the game. Or is that, you know, not a real reality? Well, what's great is I'm two blocks away from the Metro, get on the Metro, and in eight minutes, we're at the arena. We come up and walk a block or two, and there'll be new restaurants. I mean, look what they did to um, Nationals Park. You saw that for four, five, six years. Oh, yeah, but it's also still a very dangerous area. It is crazy. Right around, right, you know, yes, crime is, is a real problem right now, all over United States. I was in Seattle, I, you know, hearing friends who were in Portland. Um, I've had families from San Francisco that don't want to go out on the streets anymore. Yeah. It is a problem in the United States right now. We've got to, you know, fix a lot of things. Yeah, and that's why and, I kind of understand what Ted, where Ted, Leonsis, Ted Leonsis is coming from, is he doesn't owe the district anything. And he asked for $600 million and they offered $500 million. And And Grant Polson pulled up uh, an interesting stat yesterday on his show that apparently for years the city would offer 27 police officers to surround uh, Capital One Arena for Wizards and Capitals games. And over the last few years, it's been down to just three police officers. So if they're not going to keep the the <laughs> civilians safe, why would we go to games there? It makes sense why he's moving away. No, that that is... I've, I've never heard that statistic. Um, you know, I since I go to all the memorials um, two, three, five days a week, uh, you don't see National Park Police around much. You know, you don't see... There was a time that you saw a lot more guards. I think in, in this type of world that we're living in now, I'd rather see more park police and city police walking around. It makes me feel better. Yeah. So do you think and, Mariel, Mariel Bowser dropped the ball? Uh, you know, <laughs> I thought for a while that things were getting better, and now um, I think they really need to uh, change the tune a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Well, I hope this doesn't affect your tour guiding. <laughs> Well, what it's going to do is it's just going to be a lot more traffic and a lot more congestion. And, uh, well, it, it's also going to be three or four years. So, 
Yeah. Time to time to uh, think about it. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> change, let's all go watch roots. Jordan Poole brick three point shots in Alexandria. That just sounds like a great night out. Take my money, Ted. Well, the the thing is, we we obviously need to to make some additions, right. and it's the same thing with the Nationals. Uh, the Capitals are are off to a really good start, but um, you know it's embarrassing living right outside of the district. How bad uh, you know our commanders are just horrifying, and you know it's it's rough. I mean, I'm I'm embarrassed by all my friends from other states saying, "Look at our teams, look at our teams," right. and. It's it's not a good uh, it's not a good scene right now for our uh, for our uh, different sports. So, yeah. Well, thanks I'm, for I'm checking in. For I appreciate it. Oh sure. You're listening to Sorry AWOD Radio here. What's that? <laughs> yeah. I said yeah. I woke up and. Uh, lost my voice slightly. No, you so, sound good. You sound good. I'm <laughs> okay. the one. I sound like I'm I'm nasally. I, I sound like a child. Believe me. All right. Um, I'm Adam Epstein. Yeah. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the Fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.